Hello and you're very welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod. I'm Johnny Hammond and alongside, as ever, Rachel Burford. Another week, another pod, pod 57. Merry Christmas, Burv. <laughs> Certainly starting to feel like it's that time. There's a little bit of Christmas in the air. Have you listened to that yet? No. Oh, my God. Listen to what? The song, Christmas. Little Christmas in the Air by Scouts of the Girls. No. It's a game changer for Christmas songs. Absolute game changer. Anyway, so you haven't listened to that, fine. And you had a weekend off. What did you, uh, christening? Yeah, I had my little niece and nephew's christening, so that was really nice um, to go and do that and be a part of it. Um, obviously, there's only a few of us in the church, but it was just so nice to actually do it. Nice. Yeah, very, very nice. Me being a godparent. Oh, nice. So a little warmth in the heart as we approach Christmas. We do have a really good show for you today. A lady who is always tremendous company. A very, very well-respected lady. Uh, Lisa Bird Burgess is coming on the pod later to talk about all sorts of things. Her new appointment within the WRU elected. Not just an honorary position voted by uh, her peers uh, about Wales, of course, with their new coaching structure. And of course, she's heavily involved in Gloucester Hartbury, the glue down there. So uh, we'll catch up with her later and get us some predictions for the weekend as well. Not wonderful sort of news around the game of rugby this week. Just wanted to just touch on it with, with you before we get into the, the meat of the show. Obviously, the, the, the issue of concussion has raised its head. And um, I know it's something that, that Cat Merchant has spoken about before, but quite often with uh, with rugby issues, unless the, the chaps talk about it, then uh, nobody really pays attention. A couple of male players have come out with it. Um, I know Cat's been talking about it uh, again. Just wanted to get your kind of feelings of it, the sort of wider perspective of, of the game, but also you yourself. You've, you've played for a best part of, what, 15 years? Uh, top top end yeah. of top end of rugby. How how are you feeling personally about it? Well, I think naturally you're quite concerned when you see the reports that are coming out. Um, I think it's not, you know, everybody is so aware of the effects of concussion and the risks that are there with concussion. Um, but what I don't think is happening is enough to prevent it. And I'm not talking about the tackle height or the referee. I'm talking about, you know, interventions in training at club, working on your neck strength, you know, education around what symptoms look like. And I think it happens pretty well at the top end. But at community level, which I think is the scariest place, is that, you know, volunteers aren't equipped with it. And that's no, that's no fault of their own. But we just need to do more. We need to find solutions to to continue to, you know, like everything in life and other sports, there are risks. But as much as we can do to educate and, and limit those risks is going to be really, really important moving forward. And um, just to touch on Kat Merchant, she, you know, I remember when I spoke to her at the World Cup and I just said to her casually, oh, I was rooming with her at the time. And I just said casually, oh, you've had a couple concussions now, haven't you? And she was like, yeah, I kind of had 10 on the bounce. And I was like, what? And this was at a point where she was struggling to get back from her. She was out for months. 
you know, couldn't even get out of bed and had to be in the dark room and, you know, big competition around the corner. So there's like the stress of getting back and ready for that. And, you know, it's really quite heartbreaking when you see and when you reflect back and don't like at the time, I don't think us as teammates really understood the big effect of it and how serious it is. You kind of just, because you can't see it, it, it doesn't feel as, or look as bad as what people think it is. And, you know, I think the human element of it, like the way that it affected, you know, Kat's life and lots of other people's lives is is heartbreaking. And yeah, that we do need to continue to, to do all the research and do all the education and, and to do more. Yeah, agreed. I mean, yeah, there's, there's lots of, God, you know, why didn't we know? Why didn't we know the, the, the sort of ramifications of, of, of bashing a, you know, bashing a brain, you know, God, surely the doctors would have known, you know, you get a bruise, you, know, you may even use arnica on it or, or certainly ice or whatever. What, you're bruising your brain. What what do you do for that? You know, most people don't even rest. Yeah, and, that, and that's that's the that's the, the the short and curlies of it. Is it because, as you say, it's not seen, and I, and I, I don't think it's a it's a conscious. You know, of course, there's the bits and pieces over with uh, the NFL and the, and the lawsuits and what have you over there, but. Saying doctors, oh, they should have known, should have known, did it with a brain, whatever. Yeah, everybody was encouraged to smoke in the nineteen thirties and forties, for example. Yeah, so yeah, we, we don't know, and I and I think it, it, we've got to be really careful. From you know, from from my point of view, we've got to be really careful where we kind of want want this to go. If it's driving, having those additional scans, which uh, MRIs, you know, aren't good enough. Um, having those additional scans, but also possibly having a, a longer wait period out, having independent doctors, because that's that's another big part of it, isn't it? Further down the down down the game, then that's great. Uh, yeah, from a father's perspective, you know, I do worry that you know parents think, oh geez, concussion, dementia at forty. I'm not yeah, my kids aren't playing rugby. That's 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 my big fear. But um yeah, it's a it's a bit of a sad one, a bit of a one that will go on and on, won't it? It's a, it's a very, very long burner. This, but of course, we will sort of keep you up to date. And perhaps in the future, have a have a have a chat with Cat about it. Sombering news. Then, uh, what's the other bits of news going on in the world? Berth, not much this week, is there? No, there wasn't much. Quite quiet. It seems to be quieting down for Christmas. But we do have a legend down under in in Australia. Shani William has won the Sean McKay Award, which is the Women's Sevens Player of the Year. Really deserving. She's she works so hard, so so hard for everything that she gets. So yeah, um, hat tip to you. It's moments like that. I wish we were a YouTube show as well. <laughs> this, this is you've seen what birth what came out of her mouth and what's going on with her hands I'm trying to pull words out of my mouth completely oh, maybe I've got coffee this morning that's why good stuff another Irish legend Sophie Spence uh, has been uh, yeah we, we spoke about this interim coaching that uh, leading up to the World Cup World Rugby is paying for a coach to go to embed themselves in the, in the national teams and Wales have chosen Sophie Spence the uh, the former Irish lock, yeah, very vivacious character will will add a, a great deal. I would have thought. Yeah, huge. It's such a great appointment. I think you know they recognise in Wales maybe they haven't got a coach that's ready to step in that role because obviously Rachel Taylor probably would have been that natural person, but actually she's 
she's beyond that now and she's in the, in the coaching team um so yeah i think she'll bring great value great obviously um you know from her point of view her playing experience her coaching experience as well um yeah i'm really pleased for her to get that opportunity absolutely and just some news coming out of Asia Rugby. A huge congratulations to Ada Milby, who has been elected as president of the Philippine Rugby Football Union. Um, incredible, because it's the first. And whoop, good on her. Like she's she's been heavily involved in Asia Rugby. Um, to see her, you know, work her way up to that opportunity um, and now get what she deserves, it, it's really cool to see. Great stuff. Great work from her. Over in Ireland, the Her Sports Awards nominations are out. Athlete of the Year, Lindsay Peake, friend of the pod. One inspirational lady she is. Bevan Parsons is up for Young Athlete of the Year, the uh, the young winner who took the Six Nations by storm, didn't she? And the Irish Women's 15 rugby side is up for Team of the Year as well. The Black Ferns nominees for Player of the Year are out. Kendra Coxage. Kennedy Simon and Chelsea Alley are all nominated. Good luck to all of them, and the winner will be announced later this week. Yeah, we'll bring you that next week. Again, I'm back in Kendra, so unlike. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm going for Chelsea. Chelsea Alley. Fine. I, I mean, yeah. honestly, you're you're making a rod for your own back with Kendra there. She won't come back on the pod. Anyway, closer to home here in England. Another round of the Premier 15s. Some really good rugby played. Yeah, sadly, the Gosta Harbury DMP Durham Sharks game and your game Harlequins against Saracens both being postponed due to the COVID situation. Your game against Saracens now being postponed to the 2nd of January at 3pm. But there are three games, three offerings. Bristol Worcester. Really, really tight one. Bristol going down. Again, 12 points to 15. What a result for Worcester. They, they really, really needed that. Um, I, I haven't seen the full game in full, but I saw parts of it. And it's just kind of like that mentality to never give up is what I feel from that side. And I think, you know, they've obviously been on the back of some some disappointing performances. Um you know, forget what the results are. It's more the performance that they've been chasing. So I think Joe Yap and her whole side will be really, really... Pleased with that result and, you know, leads them in nicely to this weekend. Yeah, um, uh, and what about Bristol? In terms of results, I know it's not all about that, but but in terms of results, in a bit of a hole, it would seem. Yeah, I think most people would have looked in on this game and thought, especially, like, we played Bristol the week before, um, and they're a really strong side. And I think I mentioned, you know, irrelevant to what the scoreline is, you know, we had to work hard for everything. And, they, and we gave them some opportunities and they took them. So I was, I would have thought Bristol would have, you know, not flown away with this result, but I would have thought that they would have been on the, the winning end. Um, but yeah, I think it's, you know, it's it's worrying times. You know, I, I'm not sure how many losses they've had this season. But I think, you know, the big thing is they're missing a couple of really key cogs, which make, do make a big difference. And um, unfortunately, you know, they, they don't necessarily, it doesn't look like they have the, the depth to be able to step up and to fill those those big gaps at the moment. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a tough place for Bristol to be in. Um, but, yeah, I think Kim Oliver will be, you know, just refocusing to this weekend. They'll see this as a big opportunity to bounce back and finish the year on, on a good note and move into the new year hopefully with some of their players back and maybe having a look at changing a few things up. Yes, I mean, that one win in the last seven for uh, 
for the Bristol Bears women, but up to the MP Durham Sharks this weekend. So they would be hopeful to to get the show back on the road, as it were. Sale went down 30 points to eight against Wasps. Like, having played both sides, um, I would have expected Sale to, to put a few more points on them. Um, but I think Wasps are in a, in a really good place at the moment. Week on week, they're improving. Always got big score lines. Always in try of the week. Um, you know, you can really see that that side is becoming quite solid, um, which probably makes a few people quite nervous thinking about, you know, that top four, fighting for third and fourth um, and those semi-finals. Um, because, you know, historically, Wasps haven't really been in it. Um, and now we're seeing week on, week out, the improvement and the development and the strength and depth. And it's not a surprise that we're seeing Wasps beat sides now. Love for lightning. 14-7 victory over Exeter. Wow. This is... I'm, I'd like to see this game back because I think that's, you know, I'm quite surprised at that score again. Expecting Loughborough to, to push that a little bit further. But, you know, fair play to Exeter. They, you know, they've got such great belief and ambition within their side um, and they've got some incredible talent there to, to really push sides and... You know, I think we always talk about the difference between the top and the bottom is being able to perform for, you know, 70 minutes now. Um, and I think historically teams have have been in the fight for maybe 50 minutes and then they lose in the last, you know, 15, 20 minutes. That's when the, the scores kind of bump up. So I think, you know, the fact that Exeter's staying in the fight there is probably what reflects that scoreline. Yeah, and, and away from home as well, uh, which uh, isn't always the, uh, the easiest thing to, to do. We will look ahead to the fixtures a little bit later on. We'll uh, get some predictions out of Birth and Bird. Birth and Bird. USA 70s sitcom right there. Uh, Anyway, so the standings now going into next weekend, round nine. Harlequins, Rachel Burford's side. Seven from seven, 35 points. Saracens, obviously, that uh, that game they've missed on 30.6 from six. Was now in third. with six wins from eight, 29 points. Loughborough just one point behind on 28. Gloucester Hartby down then in the fifth on 20. Exit up to 12 points now without losing bonus point. Uh, joining Bears on 12 points. Then Worcester on 10. Sale 5 and DMP yet to get off the mark. Speaking of Premier 15s, let's get a lady who's entrenched in the Gloucester Hartby effort. But not just entrenched in the Gloucester Hartby rugby She's also a big dog in international Welsh rugby as well. Lisa Bird Burgess, let's get her on the pod. I'm Shani Williams and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Absolute pleasure, as we've already mentioned, to have Lisa Bird Burgess on the pod. Are we are we sort of moving towards mom territory now, are we, with your with your latest appointment? <laughs> Sort of doffing Enjoying the cap. Enjoying birth, I, I really don't think so, no. <laughs> bird is fine. Bird's, bird's yeah. fine. Um, Lisa, many, many bird. congratulations, Bird, on the on the appointment. Absolutely tremendous. And it, as we sort of said earlier in the pod, it, there's nothing ceremonial about it in the slightest. You know, you're on the board already and you've been voted by, by your colleagues, by, by your peers to, to be vice president. That's, uh, that's quite something. It's- yeah, so so yeah, vice chair. Um, vice chair, sorry. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, 
not I don't think Gerald will be happy about that just at the moment but um <laughs> so, but um no I'm joking he, Gerald's incredibly supportive for women's rugby um but yeah no it's a huge honour and um you know just to be voted in by people on the board is is just great and um yeah you know it's it's another step in the journey uh, a journey certainly which I wasn't expecting to happen so um it's just great to show that um you know those those these roles are available for for women in sport if you want to take up that opportunity and challenge and go for them so yeah yeah well, we 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 spoke um about it just 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 being actually visible you know, fact fact there's a woman uh and with it unbelievable cv that, that that you have as player as captain and barbarians and what have you but it also and i, I don't want to embarrass you um but you, you you have an aura about you and i i just think that's just going to massively massively help any sort of issues that that come up around the women's it's like oh yeah we could skirt over it but actually oh the you know, birds in the room yeah whether it's conscious or, or not that's just not going to happen anymore do you kind of sense that in the room slightly at times when you're when you're in those meetings I mean, yes, 100%. And I think it's there, you can be a voice. If you're not there, you can't be a voice. So, you know, when there's things that need raising or, or have you thought about this or can, you know, can we include that as well? You know, it's great. And I have to say, you know, it's been, the WRU has been incredibly supportive. You know, the people on the board, the people on the council to myself. And, you know, and it's, um, you know, these, these points and challenges, any challenges that we have or anything that needs to be brought in about the women's game, I'm able to do that and voice it. And if you're not in that position, you can't. So it's, so it's great. I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's what's really powerful about it being on those um, boards, you know, and I, I encourage any women, you know, in rugby clubs as well, you know, just not be afraid and stand for them because without, without you standing for them and being in those positions, you can't be a voice. So it, it is really important to do that. And also to represent the rugby playing population, you know, over half, you know, fifty-one percent of the population in Wales is female. You know, and um, and of that, you know, there's a large percentage of those females that play rugby. So it's it's really important to have that diversity on the boards. You know, and Birth, I know you'll you'll be able to relate to that as well. But it's it's so important to be that voice. Yeah, yeah, it certainly is, and I think you've clearly made such a big impact to to then be voted in to do vice chair. I mean, it's incredible. Congratulations from myself as well. But I think you're you're so spot on there about in terms of you know, this isn't just about an international level, grassroots club, we need more women involved on the boards there as well, because like you said, we're going on to rugby clubs, there's hundreds of girls playing now, you know, some more in other clubs, but having women, a voice in the room and an opportunity to speak and to consider, you know, girls rugby, what they're doing, how they're building it, it's so important to see, you know, people like yourself on boards, that's visible, you know, that then in Wales makes other women look in and go, oh, Maybe I'll talk to the exec at my local rugby club and see what positions may be there or opportunities may be there. Because the more we have it, the more diversity, as you say, we're going to get within the game. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think sometimes it's not even something you think about. Like certainly, me as a PE teacher, as a rugby player, I never thought for one minute actually I want to be on a board where I'm sat down in meetings, you know, and all the rest of it. Because you want to be a doer, you, you know, proactive. You want to be involved. But actually, it's massively important that we get that representation on the board because actually, when you speak up and voice things, it's really powerful. So, so yeah, definitely, it's um, it's it's just just creating that uh, question in people's minds, you know, women's minds, young girls' minds. Actually, this could be an option. Have you thought about that? You know, you've got the skill set. Back yourself. Go for it. And don't be afraid of um, taking up that challenge. Yeah, definitely. 100%. And, and do you guys realise, I mean, the, the listeners won't know, but we're on a Zoom call and, uh, and I'm in the middle. So the rose betwixt the thorns. 
Um, but <laughs> but do, do you two realise kind of how inspirational you are in your in the various things things that you do that you actually. You're cutting down the, the, these new trees for, for for women to to follow in your footsteps is that I suspect it's not a conscious thing that as to why you're doing it but but do you realise that you are paving the way for for others to follow and just how important that is, Bird? Um, I you know thanks Johnny. I mean certainly I know I'm speaking for myself but I'm sure Bird will go along with this. You you don't yeah you don't I don't consciously think oh I'm doing this to pave the way. That's never something that crosses my mind. Um, it genuinely isn't. But but I think when these opportunities arise, you know, when somebody said, you know, posed the question, have, you know, would you like, have you thought about, you know, becoming in a director? Would you like to apply for it, stand for it, etc.? It was something that never even crossed my mind. But once that was um, proposed and I sat back and thought about it, I was like, God, yeah, I'm going to go for this. This this could be really powerful, and this is a this is a great thing for you know. If I do get in that position, it can be really powerful and help support the women and girls game. Not only the women and girls game, because I'm passionate about all aspects of rugby. You know, the community grassroots rugby. You know, male, female, every type of rugby there is. You know, I'm passionate about it. So you know, you want to be a voice for that. And, and as a player, and as a you know, I happen to be a female, um, so it's fantastic that young girls can can aspire and look up. And you know, it's people. I'm, I'm sure both you're the same. People say, "Oh, congratulations, well done." And and sometimes you're like, you know, that's great. And I, you know, obviously everyone likes to be praised. Although I go red when people do say that because <laughs> it doesn't come naturally for us to accept that. But you do it because you're passionate about it, and you want to say, "This is what rugby's given to me. This is what." you know it can give you and you know your life values everything you live by and this is a fantastic sport we love it and we'd love other people to follow in that way so by by having those opportunities when they arise yeah it's scary sometimes god it's it's scary when people say do you want to do something that might be outside your comfort zone but i think you know you've got to grasp these opportunities in life and i think covid shown us more than that than ever before you know nobody knows what's going to happen in life none of us thought we were going to be in a pandemic that was going to close down everything and we'd have to change the way we do things but people adapt so I think sometimes in life you have to take risks and work as hard as you can and when you feel passionate about something get out there and do it back yourself and um, be that person you know be brave so there there we go <laughs> that's what I think who needs, who needs Scott Quinnell for a team talk I tell you Lisa Burgess oh, I'm ready to smash through a wall let's do it inspirational stuff I just because I got to know you slightly off the field and obviously um, you have a reputation as a player and captain how, how difficult is it to to swap the hats to swap the heads words or gummage like when you're going into a, a boardroom and then you, the next minute you're you're, you're knee deep in, in mud at, down, at, down at Gloucester Hartbury <laughs> It's been really interesting. I mean, you know, my background, obviously, uh, as a player, yeah, you know, very passionate as a player, um, same as birth. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I think um, my teaching background as well is, um, has put me in good stead for that, basically, because, you know, I, I achieved, as a teacher, which was my, my job for 30 odd years, you know, I, I became assistant head in charge of behaviour, pastoral system, child protection, you know, and attendance. So, you know, I, I did, I was able to swap those caps. I, I did have, you know, um, those great areas of responsibility that again I felt passionate about I love working with young people and um 
you know, so I, so I am able to transition like that and there's a time and a place, but I think my passion comes through. And sometimes, you know, as a board member, when you sat there watching, um, you know, the Welsh game, I'm certainly not that person that can sit in my seat. You know, I'm up there amongst the best of them going, why did you choose that line? Why did you kick it? You know, so, um, you know, that does come through. And at board meetings, sometimes, yeah, you do have to sit on your hands a bit and, um, you know, just uh, take a breath and then, and then speak. So I'm certainly learning all the tactics, um, you know, and um but yeah I, it, it's not something that i'm not unfamiliar with so so yes Sounds like so boardrooms need that energy they need yeah. that they need that passion to go like to shake things up and be like oh yeah actually we want to embrace this kind of energy and what's coming at us because like i've been in board meetings where they're kind of the same same thing you're not going anywhere you're talking about the same thing but nobody's hitting the point and so sometimes you have to get off your hands and be really animated and really go in with your point and I think that's something that I've had to that I've also learned is like just to kind of sit back understand your role but then actually bring you bring your personality yes. as well because that's what you need it's what those boardrooms need they don't need the same people sitting around that room because you're what? never going to any change yeah, 100%. And that's why, you know, it's so important that you get these this diversity on the board. So people do challenge, do question, don't see it from the same point of view. So you can see see it from a different perspective. And actually, they may not have thought of that. That's why the board composition is so important. And that's yeah. so important that you get that diversity. Can't agree with you more. And um, yeah, I'm very lucky on the board. Um, currently, we've got some great people on there, you know, that bring those different perspectives and challenges. And it's, it's really, I've loved it. It's been great. It's been really interesting. I met some phenomenal people. People. and um yeah just growing and developing myself as well you know so so it's I remember when you first got appointed to the board and we just had a little passing chat and you're like I can't believe how serious it is there's so much I've got to read I've got it. and you like you just watched <laughs> but you don't like I don't think players actually know or understand like what happens on these boards you know the papers that get sent through and the decisions that you make and the discussions that you have and I think that's part of the barrier is actually educating because there's like you say there's so many women out there who could really fit onto boards however they don't understand really what that role is whether they could do it whether they couldn't do it whether they've got a skill set from you know a previous career or just skill set that they've learned from being within rugby that they can transfer onto a board and I think that's kind of another level that we need to be able to educate you know players maybe coming out of like finishing and um, playing or already in retirement because we know how good they are and how much knowledge and experience they have that we need them in the room but it's yeah. like you don't, you don't understand and that's board meeting you're like right what do we do then <laughs> yeah and that's that's exactly that's hitting the nail on the head you know and it's retention of those players and looking at their skill sets and sowing that seed have you thought about this you know and um, this is what you do and you're talking about pre-reads i know we, we we've you know we've got a board meeting coming up soon and you know the pre-reads you know it, it, it's going to take you know four or five hours and then you read it again and then you make your notes because you want to contribute and it's something you feel passionate about and ask those questions why why are we doing this why is that happening okay i get that now can you explain this in a bit more detail and you know it's just it's really really engaging and interesting uh, but you do have to put the time you can't just rock up you know, you've got to put the time in the research, as you well know. <laughs> but they're, they're massively important decisions, and that's why you're there because you want to make we want to make that change and support the bigger game, the bigger picture. I think Beth and I both feel that um, your appointment just where there was for the last, I uh, say, eighteen months, twenty four months, just not quite sure what, what's going on. And you know, I appreciate that some of this you might not be able to answer, but just from, from the outside. The coaches of the, the Women's National set up and then we had some announcements about the Sevens and obviously your great news and then the news uh, 
about the, the 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 coaching setup just seems as though things are really really going going in the right direction in terms of you know obviously we'll, we'll focus on on the welsh women's rugby would is that a, a big sense within the union yeah i mean definitely you know there's people can talk about driving things forward and wanting to make change but you've got to back it up and, 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 you know, at the moment, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing that backed up. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of tremendously hard work, you know, that's been going on throughout over the years, background work, you know, yeah. Charlotte Wathen, general manager for yeah, the yeah. rugby, you know, Ryan Jones, the, the you know, performance director, Martin Phillips, CEO, Gareth Davis, you know, uh, the chair, all these people and, and the board, you know, all these people wanted to support and drive women's rugby forward, you know, so... And it takes time to get those things in place. Um, you need that support. And, and you know, the WIU has, has said, you know, we're going to back this. We're, this is what we want. So this is our vision. And, and that's what we're seeing now. We're seeing the fruition of, of, you know, all this work that has happened over the last, you know, few years to get where we are now, um, you know, which is great. And we're seeing that change. And that's going to be backed up and reinforced. You know, I think Wales are really making a statement on where they want to go. You know, the recent appointments of, um, you know, Warren as head coach, Rachel Taylor, you know, first ever professional full-time national skills coach, you know, phenomenal, great, great athlete, great captain of the country. And it really is, you know, an aspiring coach we really held in high esteem already on a coaching journey. She's just going to go from strength to strength and has had the support to do that. And then you've got Sophie Spence, you know, who's, who's, who's been added on as a coach intern on the, you know, World Rugby Programme with Wales, which is phenomenal. She's another she's another fascinating athlete, you know. Um, yes, she, you know, she's got a caps in Ireland, but what a great, you know, addition she is as well from all she's done in rugby, you know, and, and achieved personally as well. She's she's gonna be phenomenal. So it's it's just great to see and it's all it's all fitting together nicely. Um, you know, and you know, there'll be more things happening and, and like you said, you've got these these people, like I said, like Charlie and that that have worked and you know, Garant as well in community game, that they've worked over the years to get it where it is now, you know. So it's just it's just great and there's there's much better buy in now and understanding of where we want to go with the women and girls strategy, which is great. We must get Charlie on the pod. We've spoken about it for a long time. Um about yeah. but yeah, she's yeah, I I know full well how how high esteem she she's been held in what work she does. I think, you know, Wales is in a really strong position at the moment. You just look at the um, Allianz 15s, the the league, and the Welsh players within that, and you just think, you know, what could those players do together in a, an elite programme with, like, full-time coaches dedicated to them? Like, where could you see this team go? And I think that's like, you know, you've got the infrastructure there now backing up. You've clearly got great talent and players and just kind of joining that together. Because, you know, we... Like Bird, you and I, we love the England v Wales rivalry, but we want them to be <laughs> contest, don't we? We want it to be like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Sorry, Bird, go on. The wire, and you know that's where I really hope that 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 can that program and this investment can take the game to. Yeah, I mean, you know, and and I can't say enough you know how grateful we are because those Welsh players are getting the opportunity that exposure in the Allianz League which is a phenomenal league and and, you know that professional that level of professionalism that it now brings and the girls are loving it you know they've had this opportunity to play over here I mean you know ideally yes we'd love our players to be in Wales but you know they're in England and we're loving it and we're grateful to that you know what the Allianz has provided you know Craigie Moses I work full time you know across the heartbeat I'm grateful you know I've had that opportunity over in England there's a lot you know, and I think the thing the thing with the you know the women's um, unions is that they're supportive of one another. Because one of the most heartbreaking moments for me last year was watching Wales, you know, at the stoop when we got 
you know, taken apart by England. Nobody wants to see that. And, and I think there's a real strong feeling that the unions need to back back that and, and we've got to keep pushing for all the unions to get the women's standards up to where it needs to be and Wales has always been oh they've got so many great players oh what if what if and you know I'm fed up of hearing that the players are fed up of hearing that you know and now this real there's a real opportunity and that's that's not to say other coaches that have gone before haven't you know worked hard or tried to get the best out of the players but the, you know the environment wasn't there to support them fully so hopefully we're on that journey now you know England let's let's not beat around the bush England are leading the way New Zealand are leading the way France are leading the way um, and you know we're on that journey now so um, you know we need to close that gap and that's the bottom line so um, yeah just um, we need to carry on with the journey there's lots more to do but we're definitely moving in the right direction yeah 100% I think you can clearly see that I think you know I think maybe right at the beginning of last year Johnny and I spoke about you know Whereas I've said they're going to invest, but then you never saw anything on the back of it. And now you're seeing that. So, yeah, full credit. And I just, I really hope that it pays off and, and it gives the players the opportunities because they deserve it. And I think, you know, you, where we are now is we want, at the moment, Allianz Premier 15 to be the best league in the world. And, you know, if all by this time, then there's an amazing league in Wales. There's an amazing league in Scotland. And we want that to happen across. But right now, if we can facilitate and make one league be the best, and it gets everybody, all the unions improving, then brilliant. Yeah, 100%. And like I said, you're leading the way. And now that's what we need to build and grow in Wales is the domestic competition, you know, and, and how we do that and look at, you know, the different centres of excellence where players and pathways can go. And, you know, yeah, there's this a great strategy, a great plan. And, and like I say, Charlie and her team have worked really hard on that. So, um, yeah, it's really exciting. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next few years, certainly. And um, yeah, let's hope Wales can really continue to do what they're doing and follow on with it, drive things forward. Well, moving from international to to club duty, you two have very seamlessly uh, just drifted us into talking about the uh, the Premier 15s. And obviously, as you say, you're you're the glue. I think I described you earlier on in the, in the pod at uh, at Gloucester Hartbury. I think I even described you as Mama Bird in the uh, in commentary. Oh my point. God! <laughs> is that all right? Yeah, my age no. is showing okay. now. It's fair to say. Good. I can see myself. You can be a young mum. You can have you know, kids at a young age. Anyway, um, let's, let's draw a discreet. Well, let's draw a discreet veil over me calling you that and say that uh, Gloucester Hartbury uh, in fifth, uh, twenty mm-hmm. points, four wins from seven. Those are those are right. Gloucester. Sorry. Um, yeah. How's it all going? It's going really well, actually. I mean, um, you know, Sean Lynn, now head of rugby, and we've got James Forrester, who's heading up the forwards, and I kind of assist, assist them on that. It's just, and the team, the support there, we've got, you know, the medical team, the S&C team. It's just, it's just a great setup. I mean, you know, in, in fairness, you know, Susie did a fantastic job there, has now moved on, and, and her legacy that has been left now has been taken another step forward. And I think Linny coming in is, is, is really driving standards now from where we are. It's, it's, it's a great place to be. Um, the girls are just growing and growing, you know, both will know this and you know I'm not making excuses but we've had a quite a few injuries and you know that's been that's been difficult for us but you know we have to, we've got a, a squad you know which is what everybody's got so um we're really excited about our injured players coming back and at the same time what that's done within our squad is seen other players you know someone like Ishaya Pinnock playing second in the second row has just grown and developed and blossomed into this amazing player you know showing a, a real potential because she's had an opportunity to play there. So so we're seeing other players really grow and develop. 
um, which has been great for us. And yes, yeah, a big, big game this weekend against um, two of my great friends, um, Giselle at head coach and LJ at WAS. So yeah, bring it on. <laughs> Good. I, I, I glossed up. Uh, yeah, in the last few years, been fighting, fighting out you know, kind of Loughborough with, uh, as you say, WAS as well for those sort of those spots in between Saracens and Harlequins. What? What do you do? What do you need to do as as a club, uh, as a set of coaches, to to put you into that that next bracket? Yeah, the top four. I mean, we talk about this a lot, and I think it's about um, creating those opportunities for our players to be as professional as they can, and that's both on and off the field. Um, and by doing that, you need to lead by example and keep raising the bar at training, keep raising the expectations in terms of S and C, you know, nutrition, hydration, um, how how they are as athletes to compete with those, um, you know, the top clubs, um, you know, and, and, and by, by, by stressing what they need to do and giving them the support mechanisms around how can they, they can be the best athlete, you know, hopefully we'll get that. And as well as that, I think it's really important about the culture, the team ethos, where you want to go and drive, because that, that drives things forward. You know, why do you want to play? You know, we, you know, Lini asks the questions all the, all the time, like, why do you want to be play at Gloucester Heartbreak? What does it mean to play at Gloucester Heartbreak? As I'm sure, you know, will know what does it mean to play at Quinns you've got to want to be there and you've got to want to be the best player you can and I think reducing the squad sizes to 40 has made it even more competitive as well and you know um, girls that are maybe just there on or thereabouts know now what those standards are with the top players and where they need to get to to close that gap and certainly with these new laws which has been I think it's been phenomenal for the game you know it's it's, it's really raised the bar you know some of our front rows yeah. bless them <laughs> and scrums <laughs> yeah but it's amazing you know I mean god I love a scrum and I love a line out I really really do and you know and I and I would never want that those those either of those to go away from the game but what it's done is it's really raised the bar in terms of fitness you know and, and that's really positive because you know with increased fitness your skill level has to go up as well and under pressure so you know it's challenging challenging all the time so so yeah it's been it's been an interesting season and um yeah, I think we're still growing as a team. You haven't seen the best of us yet. Oh, there's a challenge. Well, that kind of leads nicely on because I'm conscious of your time, Bird. You're whizzing off to do, I don't know, take on the rest of the world or, or do a coaching session or, or something like that. <laughs> um, spinning around in a telephone box and turning into some sort of superhero or something. Um, I just wanted, as we said, we were going to go through some predictions. I want to get predictions from you both about the weekend's fixtures. Um, so Harlequin's captain and Gloucester Hartbury coach here. Saracen's Loughborough we'll start with. Ooh. We'll start with our guest. Who's going to take Saracen's Loughborough, Bird? Saracen's Loughborough. I, I, I'd, I'd really like to say Loughborough. I know Reese has done a tremendous amount of work there at Loughborough and they've got some really exciting players, but I think that Saracen's will win that game. Rachel Burford. I agree, I agree with Mum. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Sorry, Mum. Stop it, Boo. Um, oh, no. Stop it, now. <laughs> Oh, it's stuck. Good. Um, so, home win for, for both. How about Exeter the Sale? I think that's going to be really interesting. I think, you know, that's going to be, it's going to be a cracking game to watch. I think both teams are building really, really well. Some, they've had some really great results. Um, you know, Sale certainly pushed us all the way. And, and, you know, I know what Susie brings and I know what she'll be um, home fixture for them. I'm actually going to go with Exeter. I think Exeter are going to win that game. Oh, Exeter. Both are you going to go the same? Uh, Yeah, I do want to because I think they both defend very similar. But I think, I reckon Exeter just got a little bit more of an attack. Mm. So might have a few more opportunities. So I'm going to go with Exeter. That's two home wins then for both of you. Let's go to DMP Bristol. Fingers crossed. Bristol. 
Bristol, away win. Yes, same, Bristol. Bristol, Beth Backlot might be back. Might be tight than we think, right? No? Okay, good. Uh, Worcester Harlequins. Worcester after a good win last weekend. Yeah, it was great to see that win for Worcester. I, yeah, really pleased to see Yappy. You know, they've suffered with some real bad injuries and losses as well. I was talking to Yappy about that. But um, yeah, I think that um, I think that Harlequins are going to win. So that's uh, Bird for a home win. Worcester to, to win. Lovely. No, sorry. Harlequins to beat Worcester. <laughs> <laughs> and Bird, you're going for another home win, are you? Yeah, like, I think, obviously, I'm going to back our team, but they are a really well-drilled side. And they're obviously coming on the back of a high from last weekend. And like right at the start of the season, we saw such great um, promise from them. So they've got it in them. So we definitely aren't turning up there this weekend thinking it's a done deal. We know we're going to have to work for the 70 minutes. This is what I'm really liking at the moment about the Premiership, because we've seen most teams and we've seen spits and spots. Uh, and I was lucky enough to, to be at Wasps the, the other weekend when they played Loughborough. That was a really complete performance of them. But with Gloucester, with Worcester, even Sale and, and Exeter to a certain extent, we've only seen kind of scratching at the surface, even Loughborough as well. You know, there's, there's so much more to come for these sides. So it's really, really exciting. Anyway, I've, I've gone off on a, on a ramble. That's not surprising. Uh, and the last is Wasps <laughs> against Gloucester Hartbury. Gloucester Hartbury. Gloucester. Gloucester Hartbury. Away win for Gloucester Hartbury. Back in us. Here we go. Let's rip into those wasps. Look out. Here's pressure. Rachel Burford. Uh, look out, Giselle and, and LJ. Yeah. <laughs> We're coming. Bird's coming. Uh, I know Bird on quite a personal level, and I'm not going to disagree with her. Of course. Lost the heartbreak. <laughs> All the way. <laughs> yes. Let's go. Uh, let's go. It's going to be a it's going to be a it's going to be a very exciting game, I hope. And um, yeah, bring it on. They're also yeah. streaming it as well, so. Yeah, yeah, this would be really cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I'm going home win. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> just to be they controversial. Some, they got some class, some classy backs at Wasps. And yeah. forwards aren't too bad as well. Oh, Malloy. Yeah, yeah, no, no, she, she's great. If you win. Say again, sorry? You reckon Johnny should sing the Welsh national. Oh, my God. Yes, 100% birth. That is absolutely yes. Yes, yes, yes. You've got him back. Well done. Anyway, no, Bird, or as we will now be referring to you as Mark. No, 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 no. No, No, Bird, uh, in all seriousness, thank you so much for for joining us uh, on the pod. Been great to chat about Wales, uh, about you personally and and your appointment and your the the glass ceilings you you continue to smash and and a little bit there on on Gloucester Hartbury as well. So thank you so much for joining us. You're always an absolute pleasure to be in the company of. So thank, thank you again. Oh, thank you so much, Johnny. Thank you, Berth, as well. It's great to see you and chat to you both. Have a great game this weekend, Berth, and have a lovely Christmas, both, and stay safe. I'm Kendra and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Great company, Bert. Always enjoy speaking to her. Yeah, and uh, such a, a positive vibe that she has wherever she goes. And uh, I can only think that the institution she's involved in are going to benefit from from her involvement yeah i agree like you know she she was really part of the board in first instance so she's obviously made a really strong impact already to then you know now be elected as vice chair you know 
I don't know many countries that have that position filled by a female on their board. So I think, you know, we're starting to see something change in Wales, obviously, with the, the appointments for coaches, head coaches, um, sevens coaches, the programme. And, and that probably helps the fact that somebody is on the board pushing it that is a female that has been there and has done it. And, you know, when they're having discussions around, you know, programs and future, you've got Bird there going, have we, have we talked about the women yet? Have we considered this? Or, you know, learning those kind of things and, and putting it into a positive space. So, yeah, really pleased for her. And, and may she continue being the trailblazer that she is in that space. Yeah, I, I spoke to a potential commercial partner the, the other day and we kind of... <laughs> I'd say spoke off the record about saying what happened, but just just a woman's presence means that people don't forget it, and whether that's deliberate or not, it's 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 almost a reminder that physical presence. And you know, Bird, she's a you know, she has a, a an aura around her, um, and communicates incredibly well, as as you heard there. But uh, yeah, no, really, really good stuff around uh, Wales and and her involvement, and she's welcome on the pod any time. But that's about it for uh, this week. Next week, birth. We got what? We got two more, aren't we? Yeah, we have got two more for the year. Two more for the year. Next year. Uh, next year. <laughs> next week. Next week. Uh, we're going to do just yet yeah, a little look back at at the year itself, and we promise not to mention COVID or the words pandemic too often. And, yeah, if there's any updates, remember we, we spoke about the Spain situation with those World Cup qualifiers. If there's any to update you on that and reaction, then obviously we'll, we'll bring that to you as well. The week after, it's uh, leading into your game against Saracen. So what better way to look ahead to that than have the Harlequins captain, the resident Rachel Burford. Oh, that resident Rachel Burford. And Lottie Clapp is going to join us on the pod. So that's December the 29th. So yes, we'll be coming at you all through Christmas to add a little bit of entertainment to your festive period. Must just say thank you very much to Lisa Bird Burgess. And also thank you to you, the listeners. As ever though, please do get in touch. Subscribe, rate, share the podcast wherever you can. Uh, where can they do that, Perth? So simply Instagram, Twitter at Pod Women's Rugby. You can also email us if you want to. You know DMs. Just get in touch. We want to hear from you. Yeah, indeed. So I don't think anybody's sent us a DM who hasn't got a reply or asked for a shout out and hasn't got one. So if you want to get on the pod, wherever you are around the world, just get in touch. At the festive period, the more joy we can spread after the fairly forgettable 2020 we've had or unforgettable whichever way you want to look at it yeah let's spread some let's spread some joy just remains me to say uh, go well against a rejuvenated Worcester birth thank you and we will see you next week until next time